there with us tonight. Let's give him a round of applause. My very good brother, who I've got to walk through a lot things of things with. So. Maybe I'll wave it for you. Okay. <laughs> so let's just let's just pray for him. He has a he has a good message um, for us. Um, Brandon's always very very personal, very genuine. Um, so you'll get to see his heart, um, and we'll get to see the Lord's heart too. So, Father, thank you for Brandon. Um, Holy Spirit, just give him boldness. Give him um, the words to speak, um, and and we just thank you, Father, for your peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. Which one do you want? I heard a little reverb on this one, so I was a little excited. Um, Paige, would you stand up, please? Paige Slider is back with us, folks. Um, welcome back. I was very excited to see you. Um, I'm ex- very excited to see all of you. Um, I'm glad that we could have a, uh, a bathroom joke intro. Um, Earlier, I was I was a little nervous before tonight, and and sometimes, uh, sometimes God, I, I don't know if he, I can't attribute some of these things to to the Lord's sense of humor, but it seems to calm me down sometimes. I'll um, I either think of jokes or he'll tell me jokes. I'm still not settled on whether or not. And I was going to tell you one, but now I don't have to, so I'm very, uh, very thankful. I um, I want to thank you, Paul. Uh, I want to honor you. Uh, I've received a lot of grace and a lot of love from you since I've been here. About a year and a half, I've been been here, and I um, and we'll talk. I'm going to talk about it tonight. But you showed me grace and, and understanding that I didn't have for myself, even in this last year and a half. So I've been very thankful for you and your wife. Uh, I am sad that Karen's not here because I appreciate her a lot. And so, and I'm going to mention Japan. So I was uh, just a little bit. It's not flattering necessarily, but we. Um, Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, um, about in the last two and a half months, about last three months, I have, uh, and I'm not sure as a Christian I can say this, but I have questioned my salvation more than any other time in my life. Um, to put it a little more. Not politically correct, but a little, a little more correct in our Christian terms. My my faith has been challenged more than more than ever, and and I I haven't been in a a season of testing in in that there hasn't been um, trials going on in the in the normal sense. This summer there would have been it would have been a more appropriate time to say that a good friend of mine died cliff diving. You know that would have been a time to to have my faith questioned, but but no, I. Um, Three, th- about three months ago, two, two and a half months ago, for the, the Harvest Project, which is the school that we have here, I'm in, we had to write out our testimonies. Yeah, Naomi's a teacher. She's my teacher, and she likes to remind everyone. Um, but before, before we, went, we went up to the North Shore for our, uh, our kickoff week, and we had to write our testimonies out. And I, I'd worked at a Bible camp in Okoboji, Dan and I were there this weekend, and um, it was awesome. But but for the summer camps, we always had to share our testimonies with our 
with our campers. And so um, it was something I was used to, I was ready for, but I sat down to write it this time and, and realized as I started going that it, it wasn't much of a testimony. And, and, and what do I mean by that? Um, there are a lot of, there, there are some things that I, that I would say that I, I was struggling with or I was doing before I became a Christian, before I was saved, um, that, that though I, I wasn't doing them as much, I was still finding myself struggling um, to live the life that I felt like Jesus died for me to live. And um, I was very convicted and, and I was very broken over that. Uh, and we talked about um, the bathroom already, but I, I use the example just to give you an understanding. Um, at, at the Bible camp, we used to do, we did this, this thing. Um, it was called cardboard testimonies. On one side, you would write um, the sin, the struggle that you used to live in, the darkness that Jesus saved you from. And then, then on the other side of this piece of cardboard, you would write um, what God has done in your life and who he has made you now. And, um, and just even thinking of that example, you'd walk down during a song and you'd show everybody, hey, this is what I did, and then on the other side, and then you'd flip it over and you'd show everybody, hey, this is what Jesus has done. It's super powerful, um, but just to give you an understanding, it would be like on one side, if I said I, you know, I, I ate, I ate garbage every day. Flip it over. Now I just eat garbage once every week or two. One one day, once every week or two. Um, that's not good news. Uh, it's not. And, and that's what I was finding. It's just I, as I looked at my life, I, I was trying so hard. Um, I wanted it. I wanted to to see God manifest Himself in the earth. I wanted. It, I want to see um, just the fullness of the salvation that Jesus had for me. I could get up and preach about it too, and and I just wasn't wasn't seeing the fullness of it in my life. And I and I um, I don't know. Can it, can any of you relate to that? Just seeing. Okay. Yeah, it, it's going to be good. Um, and so that that was just where I was left. And so we're going we're gonna to dive into uh, the scriptures tonight and, and draw from a passage that, that's pretty common, is well known. Um, and I, I want to show you, um, there's really, in this passage it shows two ways of living. I want you to open up to Romans 8, 1 through 11, if you have your Bible with you. Um, we're going we're gonna to hit Romans 8 and then the, actually the end of Romans 7, we're going to kind of work ourselves around a little bit. Um, say hallelujah when you find it or something fun. All right. All right. I'm going to, I'll read it for us and then we'll, we'll keep going. Um, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the on the things of the uh, to set the mind on the things of the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. 
You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Uh, for a little while, when I was uh, preparing this message, I actually had thought about finding out how long it would take me to read Romans 6 through 8 and then reading it as many times as I could um, in the, the time allotted to me because it's a passage that has meant uh, much to me in life and much to me in this last time, and it's where this, this message comes from. In this passage, we see two ways of living. Um, what are they? Could you just... What does it say? There's, there's, there's one way to live according to the, the flesh, which, which is under the law of sin and death. Um, they live under the law of sin and death. And then there's an, another way you can live according to the, okay, yeah, and, and, and by the spirit, by the law of the spirit of life. And, and before we look at these two ways of life, he's living by the spirit. Um. There's t- before we look at the two ways of living, I, I want to draw a comparison. And maybe it's really the only comparison that you can draw between the two, the only thing that's in common because they're, they're utterly um, different, in fact, opposite. Um, but if you, we're, we're going to work back into this passage eventually. Um, but in Romans 7, in verse 18, Paul says these words, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Um, this is really this is really key for us to establish now, because as Christians, um, it's, it's hard for us to understand. It's hard for me to understand how we continue to struggle under the law, it, it, as we see what Jesus. It, even as we look, as we go forward, as we look at what Jesus has done, um, it's hard for me to understand um, even the own way that I've been living, um, the own way, the only experience that I've had, and um, and and. To understand this passage, to understand this verse, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Um, we start to be able to relate with that passage. As, as I asked you, if you can relate with, with my experience, you can relate to this, um, this passage because, because what Paul is saying here is that, um, well, yeah, um, every time I've read these passages, I've, I've always thought the mindset on the flesh is one of, of sin and debauchery. Um, but what he says here is that the, the mindset on the flesh desires good. Um, I'll tell you that the, 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 the similarity between the, the mindset uh, on the spirit and, and the mindset on the flesh is that they both desire to be righteous. Um, now, the, the motive for that may be, might be different, but both desire to be good. And that explains my experience more than, than one of, uh, of, of living in outright sin and um, and so we, we just, it, it actually desires um, to be good. And that, that's been my experience. And so we're going we're gonna to look at um, Romans 7, 14 through 25. And I'll read that. And then we're gonna, we'll look at the, the life according to the flesh. Um, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, uh, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. 
for I have the desire to do what is right, but, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do not do what I want to do, uh, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand, for I delight in the law of God and my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin and death, uh, this, of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Um, I want to give you guys good news. Most of us have thought, uh, as I was explaining, we we look at this, as I've read this as a, as a child, as a, as a young man growing up, I, I read that the difference between the mindset on the flesh and the mindset on the spirit is is that I, I, I attributed to the, the mindset on the flesh, to, to live by the flesh as being one um, of, of only being interested in, in sin and debauchery and, and that I was, li- I was living by the spirit, I was just failing at it. And I want to give you um, the good news of telling you that that if, if you've been struggling with sin, if you've been dissatisfied, um, that there's a, there's a good likelihood from this passage that you, you haven't been living by the Spirit. It doesn't mean that you don't have the Spirit. It just means we haven't been living in the power of the Spirit. And, and In fact, it's, it's good news to know, um, to identify that we've been living um, in the flesh. Okay? Um, in Romans 7, he describes his, his experience. He says he wants to do right and he does evil. He doesn't even understand it. Um, there have been times when I've, 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 I've struggled um, with sin or I've desired to do something. I, I just could not do it. Um, and I didn't understand it. There, it literally made no sense. I've come to my brothers and, and shared with them. And, and they're like, why? And it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even understand. And in, in Romans seven nineteen, he says, um, he doesn't want to do evil, but he, he keeps on doing it. And, and, and he concludes that it is no longer him who does it, but sin that dwells in him. And, and he gets so frustrated. He says, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Um, and I, I've experienced that. I've, I've felt that way about my, my own experience. And so I want to draw out for you that this is, um, this is living life under the law. This is living life under the law of sin and death. Um, it is living life in the flesh. And, and in, in, in Romans 8, Paul goes on to describe, so that's kind of like he's, he's explaining the, the physical manifestation of this, of, of how it looks like in our lives as we struggle with sin, as we live in this mindset where we're, we're trying to attain to something and yet we find, oh man, I desire to do this, but I can't do it. And, and what I don't want to do, I'm doing. Um, that's, that's, I don't know. I don't know if there's a more relatable passage in Scripture where it just is like this is besides David maybe where it's just real and raw and it doesn't make sense, but it makes perfect sense because it doesn't make sense. That's our that's that, that's our experience. That's real, and so Paul goes on in Romans eight just to to give us kind of almost like a like the spiritual outlook of of this same mindset, and and that's that's how we can understand it is the mindset on the flesh the, to set the mind. It's, a, it's, a, it's the mindset, it's the way of living. And in, in Romans 8, 2, he says, it's under the law of sin and death. And I've, I've, I've contemplated that, I've meditated what that means. And really, um, the law, the law of sin and death, says that when, when, when we sin, we die. Um, the law, in, in Galatians, Paul gets into to the law and he's saying, 
it's it's because of um, those who who do these things shall live by them and and cursed is the man that 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 does not do the things in these books and live by them um the law it was so we we had to do it um and and but if we ever failed it would it would result in death i mean so that's that's the law they live under that's the law that I, i've lived under that's that's the rule of our life that's the way that it looks um he says he goes on to say some really dramatic things in six seven and eight he says the mind set on the flesh is death. Wow. He says it's hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. It cannot. In, it says in Romans 8, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And so, so in, if we understand this as meaning those that, which, that are trying to attain, that are trying to um, fulfill the law in their own strength by the flesh, um, those desiring to do good even, um, but are trying to do it on their own. Gary Gilbertson came last night to the Harvest Project and spoke on perfectionism. And I, I, he could have just come and, and given this same message different because it, it, it different. But like that, that, that truth that it, that it is um, in the flesh, it cannot not please God. Um, it's, so, it's such a dichotomy. It's so split. You, you can't get beyond it. it 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 is it is what it is and um i want to share with you how that's looked in my life um this this principle of of, of trying to attain to this of, of working it out um and failing <laughs> and because I, I feel like um this is the this is a mindset that's that's been common among christians and, and i'll get into that um, but we've almost excused it as being the the, uh, the normal christian life um, it's part of our normal experience, uh, and I don't. It's not. It's not at all. It's not at all. Um, this list of things uh, I'm going to share with you isn't comprehensive. It's been my experience. It's been. It's been what I've seen. Even uh, the only reason that I feel even confident in in giving this message is because as I I've been with you guys, um, I've had the privilege of 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 being a, a brother and, and being someone to, that has, has, that has benefited from this ministry in, in every facet. You know, I, I, I came and I was just a person that was around that thought this was the coolest place in the world. And as I, as I, as I've spent more time here, I've had more opportunities to do different things um, and, and just be uh, normal and be with you. And, and I, and this is, it's from my heart for you guys. And so I just want you to know that, um, yeah, and so Richard Wormbrand is a man that that wrote. He um, he was a. I don't need to explain who he is necessarily to quote him, but he's been impacted my life um, dramatically. His writings, his life, and he he tells a story about Japan, and he he said that in and this is to to give you a dis- an understanding of of what we've done as Christians. Um, many much of the church and in, in, as it relates to the gospel as it relates to to seeing this mindset on the flesh and the mindset on the spirit he tells a story he says in 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 a, i think in the 1950s there was a um, japan wanted to to be making steel they wanted to make steel and but they they had the ability to make a lot of it but they they didn't have the ability to make a very good quality of steel and and the best steel in the world at the time and and perhaps still was made in sweden and so the Japanese had this great idea that they were going to make a town, call it Sweden, and then put their factories in Sweden so that, that 
by trade by by being able to they could say the steel was made in Sweden and then sell it across the world <laughs> because it it was made in Sweden it was Swedish steel um, and and in this in the same way we have, we as Christians have t- and, and he he explains this in his stories he just says that, that we've we've taken the old self and and we've taken it and we've said over here is the the de- the depraved old man oh, we're definitely not that and but we've we've had we see the 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 new man um the new self and we say well it's not quite that so it, it's like we've 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 justified being somewhere in the middle we've taken the old self we've taken japan that isn't making good steel and we've we've named it something else we've said we've we've lowered the expectations of of the work of jesus and we've called it sweden <laughs> We've called it. We've called. We've called the old self, though it's not depraved in the way that it, it looks outwardly. It is still. It is still now. It, it's. It's dressed up in religious doctrines and works and 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 insecurity. But it, this is what what we've done. And I just want to draw that because that that that's my story. And and, and as I and I as I've grown up, I've seen that. And I and I think for um, for many people that have grown up in the church, that's been true. Um, and so I don't know where all you all from, but um, that's where I'm coming from. And so one of the, the ways that has looked in my life is is perfectionism and performance. The effect of the law was that I wanted to fulfill the law and and I wanted to do it. And and the, the only gospel that I had ever really been been told was that Jesus died for me. This is a, this is in essence, it might not have been what I was what I was genuinely told, but this is what I heard in essence was that Jesus has died for you. That's good. That's true. He's given you a, a clean slate. He's given you a second chance. And um, gives you a butt pat and says, get out there and go at it again. I believe in you. You can do it. Um, so I thought I could. I love eating the mic too, so I can hold it down lower. But um, I like hardcore music, and I think I play it sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so I, I, I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I couldn't figure out why I kept failing, and why I kept failing, and why I kept failing. And um, this only led me to be driven even more into perfection uh, and and not only for myself but for others i started to hold others to a to a level uh, to a standard that just wasn't it wasn't even real um it, w- it wasn't even god's standard it was just this this dr- drive for for um perfection and and um it led me to being disappointed over and over again you know and um in order to feel good about myself i'm not living up to my own standards even I started to keep score. I thought, well, if I if I'm not living up to the standard, well, at least I can congratulate myself for the the one time that I do something right, you know, or or those those times when those couple days where I didn't where I didn't uh, you know I didn't lie or I didn't struggle with this or do that, and then you know it feel good. And so my status with with other people, um, their status with me, my status with God his status with me, uh, my status with myself fluctuated dramatically according to my own performance. Does that make sense? So if I, um, if I struggled with a sin that day or I fell or, 
or something happened, I, I felt really far off from people. I felt very disconnected. Um, that's probably there's there's some normality to that. There's consequences to sin, um, but that that was because of because my standing with people was was up up to my own performance. When I when I wasn't doing well, I was far off from them, and, and I felt even farther off from God. And that, but the the worst part was that when I was doing good, when I was when I was living up to the standard, or at least felt good about where I was, um, I I would feel close. I would feel good, and I would I would think, oh man, this is what it means to live. This is what it means to live in the grace of God. This is what it looks like to overcome. And and continually, my foundation was not set in the grace of God, but it was in my own ability. And just for a couple of days, I was managed. I was able to pull it off. Just okay you know and 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 all of a sudden i I be it just was a a cycle of believing more and more in myself but not believing in myself at all and so um it just leads deeper and deeper and deeper and and i could go on about that um the other one of the other things that that i did and was supplement and what i mean by that they're all kind of interrelated this isn't a um, a chronological effect of uh, of of living under the law, but I but I began to to recognize something was missing, and the system that I was living in just wasn't very fulfilling, and so I b- I began to look to the next book, um, the next spiritual discipline. Um, I, I began to to go to different ministries each week, coming to listen to the speaker. This this happened um, while I was first here at Communitas. Even I'd, I'd come hoping that every week what the speaker was going to say was going to change my life. And, and whether that, and I just became legalistic about what I heard. And so each week it was, there was a new hope and it was genuine. It was real because I was, I was like, why is this life not sad? You're like, like, why is my life in God not satisfying? I'm this vibrant young man. I, I've got gifts. I've got things. I've got, what is going on? And so, so I'd come and I'd, I'd hear a message about evangelism in it. And it, it, it didn't even necessarily have anything to do with things. The way it was preached from up here, it was my heart and the way that I received it. It was well. I oh, I need to evangelize more. Then I'll be then I'll be satisfied, you know. Um, oh, miracles! Yeah, I'll, I'll pursue the miracles. I'll pursue the prophetic. I'll, I'll pursue healing. Um, if that's that's, I'll, I'll get over it. You know, I'm gonna get over that hump. If I just get those things, if I can just do those things, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the the word more. I'm gonna pray an extra. Hour. I'm gonna pray all night. I have to figure out my calling. If I if I if I if I come tonight to this this place and 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 somebody tells me where I'm going in the world, these aren't bad things at all. But this is just this is the heart that I had. It was like this is this is what's going to satisfy me. This is what's going to determine my life. I need to find. I need I need to go to the the inner city. I need to go to the reservation. I need to go to the nations. I need to. This is, this is funny because I've done it these things. But you know, I need to renounce every lie and sin I've ever believed or committed, and, and even the ones I I didn't do just to be sure. You know, I'm not, I'm not seeing healing in my heart. So I better just start naming off everything just in case somewhere along the way. Um, you know, I'd come back the next week, kind of disappointed because maybe for a couple of days I was, I was, I was riding high and, and just found out that that just wasn't quite what it was that, that I needed. Um, and that became a cycle. And so if it, if it wasn't the, the doo-doo of the law, it was, yeah, it was, you think it's a mistake that he made the joke. He's my roommate. 
it was the doo-doo of man-made religious attempts to ascend to God, to, to attain to, to righteousness with him, to attain to it. Um, and that's where I was. And, and, and um, Dan actually got to live with me through, through a, a period of time that I, I experienced a lot of freedom um, in these things. And one of the biggest things that I experienced freedom from, and, and this is another one, was, was control. Um, I'm going to tell you something that's, that's kind of embarrassing and, and it, and it, it's because of control. I was very afraid to do things that were outside of my control. Um, I've never been on a roller coaster. I'm, I have a beard. I'm a man and I have never been on a roller coaster. Hey, and so, and, and, and that, that just, it just demonstrates what, what happened was in my life with God and, 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 and all these things spread into other facets of life. I, I wouldn't do anything that was outside my control. If I couldn't calculate it, um, if I couldn't figure it out, if I couldn't risk manage to the point where, where I could pretty much guarantee it was going to work out or it was going to be good or nothing bad was going to happen, I just, I would, I would, I'd be very afraid to do it. That's why when I first encountered the Holy Spirit, my mind was blown. <laughs> and my whole, I just, I was, freaked out for a couple of months. I just refused, um, when I was with these people and, and, um, it, it became, it became something that happened even in subtler ways, um, subtler ways to, to control other people. Um, and I, I didn't actually recognize this one until I sat down to, to sit, um, to write it out. But, um, just, it made me feel good when, when other people failed and, because I was like, at least they could empathize. That was kind of how I had felt. Um, instead of having grace and forgiving them, I often held it against them and, and not necessarily like holding it above their head, but I, in relationship with them, um, in relationship with the people that were around me, if they, if they felt I had no grace for them, they had extended me so much grace, but I, I wanted to, um, to have that. And, and so, uh, and I'm so glad that God has given me a lot of freedom. These areas I, I've, I've grown in and am now experiencing um, a lot of freedom in, but I used to not climb trees. And if, if those Alex boys are still here, they'll tell you that I love to, I love to climb trees. Um, I love to do things that, that, that take risks. And, and life with God is, is risky. Um, it's a wonderful faith. That was taking step. I heard one time someone saying, you know, walking by the spirit, basically walking, is 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 falling and catching yourself over and over again I, i've always liked that because that's what that's what it is and and so then um from control i uh, i hope it's okay that i'm, I'm really drawing this out because this is this has really been um true for me i i'd go from i went from you know we go from control to to rationalizing and justifying and compromising um if my actions weren't going to be able to be perfect I might as well take the edge off of it when I, you know, when I struggled or when I didn't live up to it, you know, rationalize it. Oh, well, I'm tired. I, 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 I really struggle when I'm tired. I'm more susceptible to sin when I'm tired. I'm more susceptible to being angry or cranky after a long day's work. And there's some reality to that. Um, but, but it, but not to the point that it was or, 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 um, Hmm. Yeah, I maybe I was stressed, or or even even almost putting it back on God and saying, God, you you're bringing up a lot of stuff in my heart. You're doing you're doing a lot of healing, and so that's I'm just more I'm just more sensitive right now, or or whatever. And 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 I began just to to rationalize it, um, and living in living in compromise. This was okay. This is all right. Or this is the only thing. This is there's, there's this one area of life 
that I'm, I'm living in and it, it, everything else is good. Why can't that just be okay? You know, that, that was, it was just coming up with ways of, of saying, no, this is, um, this is it. This is just, it's okay. I, or, or really what, what that ended up leading to is, is really my last, um, the last point of, of all this is that I, um, I, I, Paul has talked about it a couple of times. He said p- people just often feel like they can't overcome something, so they they give up, and and that's kind of, that's that was perhaps sometimes the last point that I'd come to, or or just it would happen is you, man, like you just I'm done. I this one this one thing or this this whole thing, all of this is beating me down, and so. I'm not even going to strive anymore. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm going to I'm going to give up and despair. Um it ruled in me. It reigned in me. You know, I I came to be where where Paul was in the scriptures where he's saying he, this is crazy. He sounds schizophrenic. He sounds like he has an issue because he does. It's called sin and it was living inside of him and the, and and his his nature was split. I don't know this is where it starts to get very real, but that's something I've experienced where I can say I desire good, but I, I recognize there is a, there is a split in my very nature because of sin, because of, of striving to fulfill the law, failing, and yet still under knowing the only hope, like thinking the only salvation that I had was in my ability to do something about it. Okay. And so where, where's the hope? Well, um, Paul, thank God that that Paul in this passage in Romans eight doesn't really doesn't leave room for any any hope in the flesh. He he draws that out like I'm drawing it out, and and then um, the way that he explains it, I, I already told you. He says the mind uh, the mindset on the flesh is death. It's definitive. Um, it's death, and 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 that's what this ex- this experience has shown me. And, and so what what do we do about it? You know what do I I do about it, and that's um, that's the wrong question. Uh, to some extent, there's there is things that we do, um, but but in reality, there's there's nothing that we can do um, to to gain. I don't want to quote Gary from last night all the time, but he just like there's this desire to do good, and and we hope to see that we can gain righteousness. That's that's where that 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 desire is born out of, and and there's nothing that we can do to be to be righteous before God on our own. God's solution, praise him. Uh, Romans 8, 3 through 4 says, God, For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for, and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. feel comfortable walking away but uh, i just talked for 20 minutes about the mindset on the flesh and so i probably should talk more about the, the mindset on the spirit right jesus we there was there was nothing we could do that the, the language is so definitive um i talk about it here it says it, it, between romans 6 and 8 paul uses the word death 18 times he uses the word dead eight times he, he uses the word die or died 14 times we were dead in our transgressions. If you know the book of Romans, we were we were dead in our in our transgressions. But now in in, in Romans six, he says we we must consider ourselves dead 
to sin, but alive to God. There's this, this reality of, of death, of, of one thing brings death, and yet one man dies for all men and, and, then, and brings, brings life. Um, in, in Romans 7, it just like, I, I think that that's where I was here on the notes, was just that sin had become so pervasive that there was no options for God. Uh, there wasn't, it wasn't that there was some, like I said, like there was some cleaning up that, that God came to do. He just said, I'm going to, I'm going to take where you were and we're just going to, we're going to wash you off. There, there's a cleansing for sure. But he, that, that wasn't the, the work that he did. Um, one man draws a comparison between, he says, the gospel we've heard is that Jesus was a lifeguard and we were drowning and he came out to save us. He pulled us back in, gave us mouth to mouth and, and then we, we, we came back to life. That sounds romantic and good but the the reality of the gospel is that that jesus is a lifeguard he comes out to save us because we're drowning and he he takes us and he dives he dives down and down and down until we we die and then three days later he comes up alive and we're with him alive that's that's the gospel that's the gospel sin was so pervasive it wasn't a, a matter of, it wasn't a, a, um, a surface issue, a skin issue. It wasn't something that was that, that small. It was our, our natures. Um, and, and that's what Jesus did. And so in, in Romans, at the beginning of Romans 7, it says that, that through the body of Christ, we died to the law. That was, that's good. Um, so that we may belong to another, to him that has been raised from the dead. This is the this is the hope that we have. Um, this is the the gospel. This is the uh, this is the truth that will will set us free and has set us free from the law of sin and death. The spirit of life, the law of the spirit of life, has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Um, Romans eight two. It's it's we through the body of Christ we died to the law. In Romans 6, uh, we're told that we've been baptized into Jesus' death, and we were baptized with him. Um, and then we were buried, therefore, with him. We were buried with him in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. And, uh, and then again, we're, we're told to consider ourselves dead to sin, but alive to God. Come on. I, I always worry people are falling asleep or something, but this is good. And... and um, it is, and it and it's and the to recognize it is that it, it's it's all grace, um, it's all the grace of God. It's all God at work, um, doing this, and and that's the distinction between the mindset on the flesh and the mindset on the spirit. And this is where it hinges. This is where this passage changes. This is where our, our lives change, um, from from perhaps being raised into a, a, a Christian culture that that gave us a gospel that wasn't the gospel. That's true for me. I won't put it on you. Um, but that was true for me, and and that's what I continued to hear growing up, and and that this is this is where this is where as a you know as a eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one year old man, being a Christian my whole life, I get saved, <laughs> you know I recognize oh Jesus it's not that I get saved it's that Jesus has saved me and I've never recognized it before, and um, so that's the that's the good news and and. Um, the Pharisees asked Jesus in the scriptures, what, what, must do, what must we do to be saved? And he says, believe in the one whom, whom God has sent. Um, and so there's, there's something a little bit intangible 
to to this message and i found it hard sometimes sometimes thinking about it to to give you super practical things because because that's what we've done with with living in the law um that's what we we must do to be saved is believe believe that jesus has done it um believe in him believe in his resurrection jesus is a as a man um who is alive today sitting in heaven who who reigns victorious not because he died, not just because he died, but because he was raised from the dead, and he 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 lives. He lives today. Um, but there is um, still something that we 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 can do, and we do, um, and that is, and really, there's there's like a this is a dichotomy. But um, if Jesus, if all Jesus did was die for us, it'd be great. Um, but if if I if he died for us and then left us to figure it out, left us to, to, okay, I've died for you now, live. And, and once you believe in me, um, there's salvation for you. So you'll get to heaven. If, if we live the rest of our lives without being empowered to live a righteous life, we are always going to question our salvation, right? Does that make sense? I'll say that one more time. If, if Jesus died for us and if our, if our, if our only hope, if our only recognition of his salvation is that, okay, I've, I've prayed a prayer. I believe in Jesus I know that I'm going to heaven, but but we don't have the the Holy Spirit to empower us to live a righteous life. We will have no assurance of that salvation. We will always question it. If I continue to live in sin, that, I mean that, that's that's why I'm telling that's what I'm telling you right now is that I've I was questioning my salvation because I was not seeing the full effect of the gospel. I was not seeing the full effect of what Jesus had done, and I and I there is a growth. Um, there is sanctification praise god um but but to to be living in compromise like that it just revealed this is this is this is not it um and so we reread in romans 8 9 through 11 about the spirit and this is where we're going to get a little more practical and just send you guys off with this but you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the spirit of god dwells in you anyone who does not have the spirit of christ does not belong to him but if christ is in you and, and I've read a couple of different translations, but because Christ is in you, he's, he's talking to a congregation of people he, he knows, just to give you some assurance about that, but he still says it that way. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. I almost imagine this like like a toy without a battery trying to do something. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. But the, the Holy Spirit is way more than a battery, but it's the life in us. Our bodies were dead in our sin. Our, bo- our bodies are dead because of sin, but our, we are not. We have now life, um, and, and the spirit is 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 life because of righteousness. And um, yeah. So did that change? Then? Yeah, it's a good question. Yes, um, it's in the in the last two months. Uh, I've had to face a lot of things, um, a lot of places that I was I was living in that just haven't been good, and I've had. The opportunity, uh, the the blessing of having brothers that are that are around me and people to to walk it out with and say this is um, this is where where I am and I want to be real. I want to be honest and, and living in the light with you guys and just to reveal this because I don't, it's it's lived because I've hidden it. Um, and so there there has been a, a dramatic change. I don't. I, I used to struggle with anxiety a lot because i felt like i always had to be doing something or, or to live up to something and um th- i really don't struggle with anxiety anymore i mean that, that was just like something that was very 
it wasn't even yeah secret but i mean that's just a like an out outward example of of how god's grace has been at work in me even just in a physical there's a physical difference um yeah god is is way more real to me now um and i've, I've experienced times uh, it's not to justify a couple years ago just had an amazing experience with god and and that's where um, i kind of just want to end it here i do want to walk through a couple things but but because of the spirit in you guys we can live righteously um, it's not that once I get the spirit, now I can strive to fulfill the law. That's not what Paul is saying. Um, Paul is saying he's done it. He's done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do in sending his son and condemning sin in the flesh. And now he's given us his spirit to live it out. And, and the way I've seen it is like the law has been from without pushing on us. It's outside so something trying to form us and shape us. And, and the spirit is something, uh, the spirit comes and lives inside of us. It's God himself living inside of us, producing righteousness out of us. It's an overflow. He says in his, his word, um, in Ezekiel 36, these are just passages that came to mind. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. The spirit comes in and God does it. Um, yeah, I do. It says I'll put my law within them and, and write it on their hearts. There's a there's a change of of ability, of of motive, of of life. And so I encourage you to live righteously. The other the other part where I was going to that with a couple summers ago, st- had this this freedom and um I was facing the, the reality of coming home, a place that I had maybe struggled more than any other place, um, a place where I faced um, some very difficult things with my family because of a divorce that my parents went through. And um, I, I came facing that time and was a- accused by the enemy, accused by myself that I wasn't going to be able to, I could be free anywhere else, but home I could not. And, and instead of falling right back into sin, I, I tried to live, I tried to make, I, I tried to do good. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to live by the law. And I, I I put a, I took the yoke of slavery up upon myself again. It says in Galatians five one is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Um, and, and so, do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Um, and then, in that same passage, there's two things from Galatians five that I wanted to hit, and that was that um, Paul says it for it is for freedom, brothers, that you. Um, I had it here. He says, uh, you, for you were called the freedom brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And so there's this freedom in the Holy Spirit. He's talking about life in the Holy Spirit. Um, he says, you can, you can serve one another. You can love one another. These are, you know, practical things. That's the outpouring. Um, that's the way that it looks practically. And then, um, we, but the in Galatians five twenty two through twenty three he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such things there is no law. Um, with the law, there were limits to how far we could go, even in things that were good. Um, the things that the spirit produces, there there is no law against them. Um, we don't we don't ever have to be worried about excelling in love too much. We don't have to be worried about receiving the joy of the spirit 
too much. Um, we don't have to be worried about communing with God too much. There, there's not a cap. There's not a law against it. And that's why there's, there's absolute freedom to enjoy and explore God um, forever. And so um, I'll leave you with this, this image of a tree, branches. Um, now, because of the work of Jesus, I believe that, 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 that all of you, um, most of you, have received the Holy Spirit, um, have been living life with, with God, um, and some of you perhaps have been living under the law. And, and what I want to encourage you is to, to turn back um, to him, to, to grace. Uh, the word turn back, repent. There's this, the same, this same idea. And uh, if you've ever looked at a tree and seen the branches, a, a branch, like how hard does a branch try to, to stay connected to the tree? You know, we say abide in me. And in John 15, he talks about abiding. It's the most natural thing for a branch to abide in the tree. Um, there is real life. And it, and it may look a lot, like a lot of activity. I'm not prescribing passivity in this at all. It will. When the Spirit comes, he produces life in us. Um, and we'll do all kinds of things, all kinds of works. Um, but it, ultimately, it is the grace of God. Paul the apostle says, uh, I outworked all of the other apostles, but not me, but it was the grace of God within me. So it's going to, and Paul did a lot of things and he didn't attribute it to his flesh. He said it was the grace of God in me. So that's um, where I leave you tonight is just that if you've been struggling living under the law, um, if you've been struggling with perfectionism, with um, control, with these different mindsets that that, that truly... Um, the hope that we have, all the struggles that we've had can be boiled down to sin's effect on us and us trying to live um, out a life of self-righteousness. And, and, and all of these awesome remedies and all these good things are, are boiled down into to one man, and his name is Jesus. And that, that's, the, that's, that's our solution, um, the work that he's done. Yeah, so. Thanks, Brandon. <clears throat> so what do we do? <laughs> but that, that's the question. Maybe some of you are thinking it. Well, what do I do? I mean, may, maybe you've been feeling that. You've been feeling so introspective and so self-regulating and disappointed if you if you're disappointed because of failure what that means is that you thought that you sh- should have been able to not do that does that make sense so i'm disappointed which means well i thought i'd achieve it and i didn't therefore i'm disappointed well god never expected you to be able to do it See, that, that, that's the problem. That's the, that's the thing that Brandon's talking about that we're trying to break is the self-regulation, is this weighing and this mediating and this self-regulation of everything is about my performance and my experience in a moment and, you know, my, my two weeks of victory. Well, victory isn't the, the, time, between sin, the time between sin cycles. That's, that's not victory. Vic, victory, y- you will never experience victory from introspection. Because introspection itself is the mindset on the flesh that, is, that cannot please God because you're trying to please him. 
And so it's in performance. You're rooted in trying to obey principles, to obey something that you were never capable of obeying. And then it says that the full righteous requirement of the law has been met in you. So the answer, like Brandon said, is faith. Faith in what? Where does faith come from? Does anybody know? 1 Corinthians 14, 17, I think. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing of the word of God. What's the word of God? Who is the word of God? The Bible's really not the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. We learn what Jesus did, and you know what the gospel really does? It sets us free from ourselves. Because it says that, like Brandon said, Jesus isn't the only person that died. You died too. Consider yourself, therefore, dead to sin and alive to Christ Jesus our Lord. The problem when we're regulating our lives and we're in this cyclical process, we're so obsessed with personal transformation. And, and we put ourselves on this conveyor belt of Christianity and we say, oh, I got to take this off and I got to put this on and I have to dig this out and I have to do this and this. And our focus is on us, which will never give us victory because our focus isn't on Jesus. Because if we put our focus on Jesus, then the Holy Spirit could give us faith in what he's accomplished rather than what we accomplish. And then we would rest because we're like, oh, it's finished. That's really good news. And so the, the, the real conundrum, and this is why someone who's a Christian can say, I've struggled with my, I've questioned my faith, is because that is the very thing that we're struggling with, is having faith. The reason why we still strive to fulfill something that's already been fulfilled is our faith. But did you know that your faith doesn't save you? Your faith acknowledges something that has already happened. The only reason why truth can set you free is because it's true regardless of whether you believe it. That's why it's powerful. And so to say that the truth of God and the fact that, that you've been saved is the only thing that's going to set us free from any self-regulation. And so whenever we experience struggle, we experience that self-regulation and turmoil and, and feeling so disappointed in our effort, we turn to Jesus and we look at him and we look at heavenly things and we're like, oh, I forgot. You did it already. And as we get obsessed with him and what he's done, the spirit naturally produces in us what we strive to produce before. So we're going to pray for each other. If you've, if you've felt like that's been you and you've been struggling, well, God never expected you to be able to do it. God never expected you. Let go of your own expectation of your ability to do it, and let's just turn, let's just turn to Jesus. One of my favorite passages, Philippians. I won't talk long. I'd love to talk forever, but it's been covered. It's been covered. In Philippians 2, it talks about work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God that works in and through you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Those works are two different words with two different meanings. The first is katergatsomai, which means to narrow down or come to a conclusion of. The second one is energia, which means to move from one stage to another. So in the New Revised Dan translation, <laughs> it's, it's come to a conclusion of your own salvation. When you do so, you will realize with fear and a trembling self-distrust that it was God who worked salvation on your behalf. And in that fear and trembling self-distrust, you will learn to rely more and more on what Jesus accomplished and the work of the Holy Spirit. And he's not only going to give you the desire 
to do his will, but the ability to carry it out. That's good, right? The gospel, you can't have faith in God. Like, it just negates self-dependence. Like, faith in Jesus, all of a sudden, stuff starts to transform. And so the thing is, we do struggle with faith. I do. I do. But that's okay, because faith isn't work. And God's so faithful to, to bring everything to fruition, to finish the, the good work that he started in us. Amen? So it's trust. It's abiding in him, and we want that. So if you f- have felt that, maybe you haven't even accepted Jesus before. Maybe you haven't heard this message before, and maybe it just matches your experience, and you're like, yeah, I've got that. Well, there's victory for you. There's victory to me. No victory that I've experienced in my life is a result of my ability. None. If I claimed it, I would be the biggest blasphemer ever. The gospel gets rid of comparison because we didn't earn anything. The gospel gets rid of all of those problems. We can freely talk about and confess sin and struggles because we bring it into the light and we realize that it's already been dealt with and we're empowered to live victoriously. And so if that's you, if one, if if you haven't accepted what Jesus has done on your behalf and you want um, to, to grow and, and to, to live based on what he's accomplished rather than this striving mentality, do it tonight. If this message resonates, and again, it's your, your choice isn't going to be what's going to... Jesus did it. He finished the job. We're acknowledging the fact that, that that's who it is and that gives us access into that divine life. Faith is the bridge between the truth and our experience of it. Um, but maybe you've been like, man, I've been walking with the Lord and I've still been struggling. Like Brandon was talking about, I've totally been there many times. And the gospel is just as good news to all of us. Because it's about reality. It's about what is. And, that, and that's going to that's gonna set us free. And so um, if that's you, I encourage you in this prayer time to talk to your neighbor. Come up. There's going to be prayer team. Prayer team up here. Brandon will be up here too. Come and, and talk. And, and, and Jesus wants to show himself to you. And the Holy Spirit wants to come and touch you and, and to see victory where before there was just continual defeat. So we'll turn to our neighbors. Um, you can pray for that. You can come up here um, to get prayer too. And we'll just have a, a time of ministry. You can put some music on too. So let's pray quick and then turn to your neighbor. Talk about whatever, pray about um, whatever God's talking to you. Come up here, get prayer. Holy Spirit, come and just reveal, reveal, reveal yourself. Um, your love, Father, we uh, give up. We surrender. Again, God, we're, we're sorry for, for trying to, to do things on our own, to, to manifest a godly lifestyle, um, Father. And, and we just ask that you give us the gift and the grace of faith. We ask for it, God. We want to grow in faith. We ask for more faith. We ask for more boldness. Um, and we, we trust you. So be with us now as we talk to each other and, and talk to you. In Jesus' name, amen.